Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, August 1st. It seems like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis may be realizing that a White House run is a bit tougher than he may have expected. Ron DeSantis has not yet steered himself out of this news cycle he's been in for a couple weeks now, where we have seen his financial reports that have a money crunch for the campaign. His super PAC is very well funded, but he clearly was spending a ton of money. He had to shed a third of his staff. His poll numbers show him in a far distant second place to Donald Trump. And so DeSantis has not taken off the way that the outsized expectations for him were set up prior to his official launch. The latest polling example here is from New York Times Siena College. It shows that Donald Trump has 54% of the likely Republican primary electorate. DeSantis at 17%. That's a 37 percentage point differential there. Nobody in modern day presidential politics has had as substantial a lead as long as Donald Trump has had in this race and has not ended up with the nomination. Now, we're still six months or a little under that from the voting beginning, and there is time here. But this gets at the problem, not just for Ron DeSantis, but for all the candidates not named Donald Trump. DeSantis was asked about the state of his campaign by Brett Baer on Fox News last night. I'm not a political operative. I'm not a campaign professional. You know, you set out the vision and you execute on it. And if it's not being executed, you just make the course correction. You can definitely see some course corrections are on display from the DeSantis team. The candidate himself in Iowa and New Hampshire over the course of the last week, trying to do more intimate events, smaller venues, lots of handshaking, getting to interact with voters more in smaller settings. And the Strategy there is to try and ingratiate him into those two critical kickoff states. It's where you see his team spending money, South Carolina as well, on the airwaves, trying to get introduced in a substantial way in the hopes that if he can make a run for Trump in those early states, that the whole narrative, the whole structure of this Republican nomination race will change. Now, DeSantis has been making two key arguments that that New York Times-Siena poll seems to upend. One, electability, that he can defeat Joe Biden and Donald Trump can't. Well, Republican primary voters in that poll think otherwise. They think Donald Trump is better positioned to defeat Joe Biden. The other thing in that poll is that they think Donald Trump is more able to get stuff done, to accomplish his agenda. One key argument DeSantis makes every day on the trail to Republican voters is that Donald Trump can't do that. And DeSantis has a proven track record of accomplishing these conservative goals in Florida, the whole Florida blueprint. So those two things don't seem, at least in this poll with Republican primary voters, they don't seem to be breaking through. But on Fox News last night, Ron DeSantis once again is making the electability argument against Donald Trump. I think that there's too many voters who just aren't going to vote for him going forward. And here is his political assessment uh, from the weekend when he was up in Rye, New Hampshire. I don't think he's got a stronghold on the majority. I think he's got a stronghold on some. uh, But I think the vast majority of Republican primary voters are either definitely going to vote for someone else or are willing to, um, you know, if you make the case. And I think with me, um, you know, I'm the candidate that's more likely to, to beat Biden. So as for that money, I'd mentioned his super PAC never back down. This is 
One of the most interesting developments of this cycle is how much Ron DeSantis and his campaign are relying on an outside group, a supportive super PAC, with which they are not legally allowed to coordinate. But Never Back Down, which raised $130 million in the first six months of the year and has a bunch of cash on hand, is basically in charge of the ground game, the organization aspect. In fact, the Iowa bus tour that Ron DeSantis just went on last week, he was a guest of the Super PAC. That was totally sponsored by the Super PAC. So it's hard to depend upon a group which is existing outside your campaign and not legally allowed to coordinate with it for such fundamental campaign tasks. But that is going to be one of the key tests of the DeSantis operation this cycle. We had seen a couple of weeks ago when DeSantis sat down with Jake Tapper in an interview on CNN. He had rolled out his military readiness policy. This week, up in New Hampshire, DeSantis rolled out his economic agenda. It was a 10-point economic plan that his campaign called the, quote, Declaration of Economic Independence. I will fight as president for the American people, just like we fought for the people of Florida. Now, revitalizing economic freedom and opportunity will require building an economy where the concerns of average citizens are elevated over those deemed too big to fail. We are today declaring our economic independence from the failed elites and policies that have harmed this nation's middle class. DeSantis is clearly trying to take up some of that space that Donald Trump has been operating in in terms of the economic pitch to voters for the last many years, that economic populism, not ceding the ground to Democrats of being the voice of the downtrodden or the little guy who gets screwed by the big corporations. This is part of a Republican effort in the Trump era of the Republican Party to own a piece of that economic argument that in the past, in sort of your father's Republican Party, that was not a central core of the pitch to voters. But there are times that Ron DeSantis sounds downright like Bernie Sanders in his appeal against corporate America. Certainly, that populism plays out in the trade policy, especially vis-a-vis trade with China, which is a priority not just of Donald Trump's, but also of Ron DeSantis's in this campaign. He's got a goal of achieving 3% economic growth, something not seen regularly in this country in two decades. And he would do that by cutting spending, taxes, regulation, and federal bureaucracies. When DeSantis is not dealing with all the structural problems with the campaign, the finances, the staffing, the overspending, the poll numbers, he is stepping in it on just day-to-day messaging. As you know, he has been vociferously defending his state's Board of Education standards that have been out, and this is dealing with about how Black history is taught in public schools in Florida, and it included this line that said how slaves developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Which, of course, Democrats seized on as saying there is no benefit to slavery ever, period, end of discussion. Even Republicans like Tim Scott or the Donald Trump supporting Byron Donalds, two African-American Republicans out there pushing back on DeSantis on this. Kamala Harris has traveled to Florida and made hay of these comments. And DeSantis is sticking by his guns on this, standing by the educational standards in Florida. Here he was in New Hampshire earlier today. 
She seemed to have a lot to say about it, none of it which has been true. Uh, and so we are ready to have that debate. I also have Dr. Allen, who's an African-American history scholar, uh, ready to, to educate the vice president on, on the great work that they did. She came to Florida to attack us, and she's trying to attack me, but she's really attacking the people that worked hard on this. So as you might expect, Vice President Kamala Harris is not interested in sort of the gimmicky invitation to debate or have a roundtable with Governor DeSantis. And she was actually in Orlando, Florida today and explained that there would be no acceptance of that invitation, courtesy of WFTV. There is no roundtable, no lecture, no invitation we will accept to debate an undeniable fact. There were no redeeming qualities of slavery. Can Ron DeSantis turn this around? Yes, he can, is the answer to that. We've got months to go here. He can focus on Iowa, New Hampshire, and perhaps upend the trajectory of this race. But it is a very, very tall mountain to climb. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.